You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, Fullcast friends. It's your bloomin' boy, Ryan Nanny here, bringing you a very special episode of The History of Fun, a podcast from our buddies over at Polygon. Uh, Why are we bringing you this? Well, you may remember that there used to be a video game uh, simulator of college football called NCAA Insert Year Here. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but there's actually a pro football version of this game as well called, uh, let me see, John Madden Did I get? Yes, that's correct. History of Fun is going to tell you all about the origins of the Madden series, including the fact that John Madden himself could have made a shitload of money off of this game and just didn't because he didn't feel like it. We hope you like the episode, and if you do, subscribe to the History of Fun for even more explorations of the things you love. Welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frostick, and today I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hey, Allegra. Hello, Russ. How are you doing? I am very awake, as always. As always, very awake. Mm-hmm. If it seems like Allegra is sleepy for three consecutive episodes, there's no reason that's the case. <laughs> uh, there's all. We are also joined by Chris Plant. Hey, Chris. Oh, hello. How are you? You know, I'm doing well. Chris, whenever it's your episode, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells to make sure that I don't accidentally reveal the subject that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And this episode is no different. Let that me subject tell is... you the subject. <laughs> so okay. an elevator pitch. There is a curse on millionaires. <gasps> uh, a Super Bowl winning football coach whose biggest regret 
is not buying stock options. <laughs> and um, a man named Trip. <laughs> <laughs> is that short for anything? Triptholomew. Triptholomew, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, so this is the story of Madden NFL football. You're in the game. EA Sports. Sports. It's in the Madden. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we're going to start this by talking about Trip Hawkins. And just so everybody's on the same page, this is not a full history of like everything Madden because that would be a book. We're going to just talk about kind of the origin. This story is chapter here. one. This is chapter one of the Madden book. Welcome to episode one of our new Madden podcast. One of 32, a limited series. <laughs> Brought to you by Seriously? Activision. Twist, we're going to dunk on it. <laughs> it makes no sense. Activision has nothing to gain. Um, Trip Hawkins. He's born in 1953. And they're like, what will we name this child? And they're like, Trip Hawkins. And they're like, Perfect. That is a great name. His last name, like the parents' last name, wasn't even Hawkins. They just yeah, thought no, it was like a absolutely type. not. They were Bart and Bartha Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to them. Um, he's all <laughs> fun fact. Not everything in this episode is true. Um, <laughs> he is a technology savant, uh, an aspiring business person at a very young age. As a baby. As a as a wee babe. Um, he's also a football obsessive, but he's a nerd. And I say that like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Like, it's 2018. Nerds are cool. Have you seen mm -hmm. Big Bang? Um, Big Bang? BBT? BBT. <laughs> Do you watch BBT? Do you even watch BBT? <laughs> he loves the 1967 game Stratomatic, which is <gasps> kind of like D&D. &D. Kind, okay, it's just like a tabletop game, uh, but for football. I've played Stratomatic. It's really. I, I thought it was for baseball. Maybe both. I think there's a football version. There's definitely a baseball one as well. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. The best way I can describe it is like, yeah, as you said, it's like D and D. So you have like actual players based on real players, and you would like roll dice to like see if they hit got a hit or something. It was like, and they had advantages like in buffs, right? Yeah, like one would be good at stealing bases or one based on their like real world stats. It was pretty interesting. There you go. Dorky, you know, dorky as hell, but interesting. It might have been the baseball thing, but anyway, he loves football. So yes. this is from uh, a very good feature on ESPN uh, titled by titled The Franchise. And we'll be citing that or sourcing it throughout this uh, this episode. Uh, he's a bright and precocious uh, teenager. Hawkins created Stratomatic Knockoff. Uh, and attempted to start a business around it. Uh, his next-door neighbor in, uh, in California was former AFL president Milt Woodard, uh, who gave Hawkins this opportunity to send a proposal to the game to none other than Kansas City Chiefs owner Lamar Hunt, who wrote back, Beat it, kid! <laughs> um and hawkins did not he uh he collected five grand in investment and it totally flopped what, so he released it as like a board game he, he created it and tried to release it and, and oh and it wasn't it was a hit a, a failure um <clears throat> so uh from there he goes to harvard 
And he has this idea, and he's like, you know what? The reason it didn't work, math is not fun. It's hard. Nope. We'll get computers to do all the heavy lifting. And he programs a football sim for, like, one of the giant computers. And remember, this is the, uh, I guess this is late, late 70s. So computers are, like, they fill rooms. You Still know? pretty big. I don't, I mean, in 60s, they filled rooms. They're probably, the, probably So the one he, he programmed this for used uh, tape data storage oh wow. so like the storage alone it took up a lot of space yeah um he graduates from harvard he makes up his own degree in strategy and applied game theory wow yep. no one's hiring that guy uh, <laughs> funny you should say that in 1978 <laughs> right after college he becomes one of the first hundred people to work at apple hey where he makes millions in stock uh, where's that company going and he uses about <laughs> $200,000 of his uh, vested stock to invest in electronic arts. So this is 1982, four years later. Wow. Time it takes to invest. So um, EA existed already at that point? No, no. The, he's creating it. 1982. Oh, I understand. With the money Using, that he earned from With Apple. some of that money. I mean, you know, he's not going to put all of his money into it. Um, but he is like, he's giving up a pretty good opportunity. He is the director of product marketing at Apple when he leaves. Um, and this is like the cusp of the personal computing boom. So it's surprising that doesn't seem like like a good fit. Like he seems like like a programmer, like a game design. Like doesn't marketing seems like a weird fit for him? Not really. I mean, he's always. I mean, I think that's like kind of why he excelled, oh, which sure. we'll get into. But he's somebody who like gets how things are made. Yeah, but largely is a business mind. Mm. Um. Anyway, by the end of 1982. He secures $2 million of venture capital. Um, and this is what I mean when I say he's, he's a business mind. During the funding period, he staffs up experts outside of games. Um, so he has like some people from Atari, but it's also Apple and Xerox. Um, he gets Steve Wozniak to join the board of directors. Uh, so it has a very adult approach, even though he's pretty young. In an industry that wasn't really known for um, that sort of methodology. Sure. Uh, uh, trivia. What name did Hawkins originally plan to use for the company? Ooh. ooh, ooh. Softo Games. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, okay. a clue. It's two words, and the second word is software. So I was close. Yes. Softo games. Uh, I'm gonna go with tripped. Mm, thank you. That doesn't have software in it, so you didn't use trip the clue. Software, trip okay, software. there we go. Um, the name is Hawksoft. Nope. The name is Amazing Software. There's no G in that. Amazing. Oh, oh like amazing. the Mets. Mm, interesting. The Mets are also amazing. Uh, the yes, uh, I guess that's why he couldn't use it. So is there an apostrophe or no? Electronic arts. Um, <laughs> the games are pretty astounding. I, the, in 1983, so this is like right after they've been founded, they released Pinball Construction Set uh, and Mule. Uh, in 85, or M-U-L-E, in 85 they released Bard's Tale, 87, Skate or Die. Um, so they're doing really well. They're doing especially well when you consider that the games industry essentially collapsed right mm. when EA was founded. Um, so that is pretty impressive. 
Um, but so they have all these games. Uh, but really what Hawkins wants is that football game. That's what he's liked from the beginning. It, and I saw this quote sourced in Sports Illustrated and Wired. Uh, the real reason that I founded EA was because I wanted to make computerized versions of games like Stratomatic. So <laughs> he left Apple, put 200 grand into the, his own company so he could make this thing. Um, which is, is just wild. Um, he does realize because the industry is a mess, which, you know, maybe we'll get into that if we do a Nintendo seal of approval episode some <gasps> point down the line. Oh, Ooh. good idea. Um, he does realize he, you have to have more than the game. You have to kind of develop trust with the consumer. So he's like, Oh, I got to get a celebrity to make this a must have purchase. So sorry. Can I ask like at this point, obviously there have been a number of football games in the past. There have, but we'll get into why those games stink. Oh, uh, come on. Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Super Bowl has not. Uh, I don't think Tecmo Super Bowl has come out yet. In 87? Know, let's, let's keep going. Okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> you're, 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 here we are. You're going to set the stage again. Okay. <clears throat> Lights down. Spotlight. Bo Jackson. Hawkins knows that he's a celebrity <laughs> to get consumers to make this purchase that's why for his dream project he wants none other than joe montana boom mm. twist thank you smart thank choice you. but montana has a deal with atari so no no luck <laughs> so he goes to his second choice joe cap <laughs> who can forget cal coach joe cap uh but joe cap smart was like yeah i i want like a cut of what you make and they're like yeah cool no <laughs> um so they go with their third choice john madden um that espn feature i mentioned paints madden is something like a cigar chomping goof he basically sees the opportunity is like oh you'll make a video game and it'll be a coaching tool and we can use it to simulate plays um which is smart Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you, to know a little bit about, about John Madden, at this point, he is retired from the NFL, but he had a 20-year career from basically the early 60s to the late 70s on coaching staffs in college football and the NFL, including a nine-year stint with the Oakland Raiders where he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, this is from Wikipedia. Madden's overall winning percentage, including playoff games, ranks second in league history he won a super bowl and never had a losing season as head coach wow um which to put it another way he got out while he was on top like yeah very he left smart. really is young he also uh, i feel like and you might get into this had the whole like all madden thing mm, yeah he, he, he like was known for like making his own like greatest hits team yeah i i do not get into that but oh, okay yeah it, i think that was sort of per perception of him after he retired is like he was a commentator, right? But obviously he also like had this level of expertise to the point where like people trusted him when he said, oh, this player is really good. Yeah. Um, which I guess gives him more value. Which is interesting because in 79, right after he leaves the NFL, he goes into color commentary, um, which not a bad job. Obviously he did excellent with it, but you know, he... <laughs> His skills could have gone in a number of directions that I think would probably have at that time taken advantage of his 
brain better. Um, but I don't know. Maybe at the same time, because he uh, applied his knowledge there, it, I think, helped expand color commentary in sports. Um, and he does that all the way till 2008. So he does it for a very long time. But weirdly, at the time uh, of Madden's development, he's pretty well known for being the spokesperson for... Uh, it's probably some cereal. It's always a cereal. Nope. Uh, fresh? Uh, <laughs> wait. Um, Lowe's. Close. Ace what? Hardware. Ah, see, Ace I had hardware. a feeling it was one of those, like, Home Depot. Yeah, right before, what's his name? I don't think so, Tim. I don't know. Tim. Al Borland. Oh, the other he, guy. Yeah, he becomes, like, the face of Ace Hardware yeah. for a while. All that plaid. All that plaid. Anyway, <laughs> back <laughs> to development. Um, Madden signs a contract, and EA gets an, an old Oakland Raiders playbook from, like, from, I believe the early 80s. It's missing all the passing plays. Oh, no. Plenty of other stuff. And uh, EA producer uh, Joe Yabara and developer Robin Antonick had to find a game, essentially, in this. Um, and here's the tricky part. Like, oh, whatever. We got Madden. He, like, gave us a little information. We got the name. Uh, cool. We'll just make a football game like everybody else does. It'll have, I don't know, like, six or seven people on each side. It'll auto-run plays. And Madden's like, no. If you're going to have my name on it, it has to be 11 on 11. It has to be a real version of football. And yeah. that is what differentiated it from the football games Te- at the time. From Tecmo. Tecmo. I believe. I don't... I'm not an expert on Tech Mobile, so I don't want to. I don't want to commit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, at this time, that is a huge obstacle. Also, this is not even '88. This is, I believe, '85 is when they start. So yeah, Tech Mobile couldn't have been out because the NES is just coming out in America. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean that's definitely the way that history works. <laughs> I don't know when Tech Mobile came out. Um, anyway. <laughs> So this is a huge computing, like, obstacle for computing power at the time. All those 11 characters, well, I guess 22, 22. characters. Yeah, plus um, the coach on the sideline. Yeah. It's 24. Plus the mascot and the, yeah. like, dogs in the stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. The game is being designed for Apple II. There are four colors, no sound. Um, development is a total slog. Um, I mean, this is like the period of time where games were made by, you know, a couple of people in a few months, maybe a little over a year. Um, Madden is starting to take years, plural, uh, to the point where they're like not really sure how to just get it finished. Uh, so this is from IGN. The company hired Bethesda Softworks. Mm. Yes. The, the people now best known for Elder Scrolls and the modern Fallout games to finish the game. But this only got them partway to their goal, while EA used many of its designs, including contributions to their physics engine, within a year, Bethesda stopped working on Madden and, stop when this gets familiar, sued EA. Uh-oh. Oh. Over EA's failure to publish new versions of Bethesda's Gridiron! Exclamation point, football game. Oh. And they ended up settling out of court. So, even... 30 years ago, Bethesda Softworks was still very famously litigious. Suing everyone. Um, Madden uh, 
puts at this point they're like oh my gosh what are we gonna do to actually get this game out the door it is i also one second want to just mention like you talked about game physics for like yeah then it's like well did this dot touch this other dot (laughs) so then the other dot stopped (laughs) that was physics (laughs) so yeah way to really short sell come on the incredible hard work of the people at bethesda software <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so they're like oh, how are we gonna get this game up madden puts uh the ea squad in contact with a football beat writer for the san francisco examiner uh frank cooney and cooney had t- more nerds made a football board game called grid grid which <laughs> great branding cooney. <laughs> n- numeric <laughs> skill ratings um Oh, and, no! and he ends up being super helpful because they didn't have licenses. They just had the Madden name. So they're like, oh, well, we don't really have like football names, like team names or player names. So Cooney did research to assign plays uh, and stats to teams and players and gave them fake names. But they were like clearly inspired by their real world counterparts. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the finishing touch. That's the thing that's like, oh, okay, now it feels like a real football game did they just um, like put like rhyming versions of their names in there i think there it's something like joe montana is like right and joe joe I, texas I i'm <laughs> thinking joe. yeah it's like jack michigan or something <laughs> <laughs> it took me way too long to catch up to the goof <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> jonathan iowa uh for, see i too can goof <laughs> Okay, so the first game finally hits, and it's 1988. And that's it. And we never hear from them again. The end Goodbye, of Madden. Madden. Really Twist. good episode. That's not the end. <laughs> um, the game actually doesn't even look like Madden as we know it. It's way more sim-heavy. Uh, but, you know, it's doing well. EA is doing well. So Hawkins goes to Madden, and he's like, Hey, you stuck with us through thick and thin. As a solid, I will let you buy literally as much EA stock as you want when we IPO. And this is from the, uh, the ESPN piece. Madden said, hell, I'm just a football coach. I pointed with my finger all knowing and said, I give you my time. I'm not giving you my money. I showed him. Um, from that piece... 1989 to 1999, EA's share price went from $750 to $70. Uh, oh. Madden cites that as the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> um, I mean, it was a risky, as you said, this is right after the games crash. Like, it's not like it would have been a lock for him. Yeah. Well, at this point, it's 1988, sure. though, right? Yeah, I mean, so I guess it's, it's still, l- like, games hadn't... They are not, like, a lock-solid investment choice. Mm. Yeah. Um. But the game doesn't even really click. I mean, the game, Madden is not Madden when, when this happens. Uh, yeah. That happens two years later with the release of the Sega Genesis port, which I'll tell you a little bit about. It is made by a different team, Park Place Productions. It is significantly more arcadey. Um, at the exact same time as they're producing this for the Genesis, Hawkins is like, I know what I'll do. I'll get a team to reverse engineer the Sega Genesis so we can not pay the licensing fee. Not great, Bob. Yeah. No, that's not good. Um, 
this is uh basically he, he yeah he, he tries to pull this off and they're obviously afraid that they will get sued everybody's like hey this is not a great idea um and like what are you gonna save sega normally charges eight to ten bucks per game cartridge as their fee um hawkins wanted two dollars per game and a cap of two million dollars it's like two dollars and then at a certain point you just don't get more yeah uh negotiations do they're like no no that 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 does not work until sega suddenly realizes oh wait they figured out how to reverse engineer the genesis they could go tell other publishers yeah Mm -hmm. uh so they come back and they agree and basically for the next three years of madden uh cited on that espn piece that deal saved ea 35 million dollars Wow. wow. Yeah, which at the time is staggering. Um, Sega, at this point, has Joe Montana football, ironically, as its big football game for the Genesis. It's delayed uh, for Christmas of 1990. So they're like, hey, you know what? What if we just put Joe Montana football on Madden? Which... Should be, you know, like, that's what Hawkins wanted from the beginning, right? You're, what does that even mean? Mon- like, we would put, you have a Madden game ready. We'll put the Joe Montana football brand on Madden, since our Joe Montana football game isn't ready. Oh, we'll and just no one cares Madden. about Madden. Yeah, we'll just call it that. And the EA is like, nope, we're, we're, we're committed to this, which is the right choice, because the first version of Madden on the Sega Genesis sells 400,000 units. Wow. Uh, which is staggering at that time. It, it it honestly ends up being a pretty big win for Sega, even though they don't get all that money. Um, it establishes the Genesis as the place for a football game, uh, which is huge at the time and helps them bite into Nintendo's share of the market. Um, ironically, EA did not put Madden on the Sega Dreamcast, which would ultimately contribute to the death of sega as a console maker got him um so there's, there's some weird symmetry there hey guys pardon the interruption just want to say you might have heard that our sister site vox just launched a show on netflix it's called explained and every episode is a 15 minute deep dive into one important topic okay this week's episode is about k-pop and i'm really upset that they did it because it means maybe we won't be able to do an episode of it But if you're interested in K-pop or you don't know anything about K-pop, this is a very good episode for you to check out. Very easy watch. As I said, it's only 15 minutes of pop and they're produced with the like high end work that Vox puts into all their videos, but it's on Netflix. So you can just watch it from your couch. You don't have to like boot up anything or do anything fancy. Highly recommend it. You can check it out. Uh, Pretty much all you have to do is search Netflix for Vox or you can go straight to netflix.com slash explained. I got trivia for you. It's EA trivia. What other EA franchise began on a different console before, before finding its success on another console? I'm sorry, say that again? What e- e- I, I can see why this might be confusing. What <laughs> EA franchise started on one console but didn't find success until appearing on a different console? John Madden. Football. That's what we just talked about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what other? 
Oh, what other? Do <laughs> you think I'm? Are, am I? It's I'm quizzing you. That was on a trick question. Teaching? I thought you were testing whether I was paying attention. Oh boy, I like you have an answer. I was gonna say. Oh no, that's Activision. Uh, EA. What else does EA do? Like NBA Jam? Is that them? Nope. No. Midway. Then, then. Well, I guess actually it does do. I was wrong. I was rude. They have done versions of NBA Jam in recent years. Have they? Thank yeah, you. they did. They did the 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 remake with the the oh, Monty yeah. Python heads. It's uh, not that though. It's Need for Speed. It appeared oh. on the 3DO. Oh, uh, and then came to the PC and was a big a hit. Very on PC. different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's the origin story of Madden. From there, uh, it grows and grows. It goes annual in 1990 with the Genesis release. Um, in 1993, EA acquires the rights to the NFL teams and players. Uh, Wait, so same... before 1993, none of them had the real names? I believe that's correct, yeah. Wow. Um, Except changes... for John Madden. Who is not on the field. The playable John Madden. He's, he's just commentary. But his like creepy digital visage was in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. His, his plane-hating visage. He... Do you want to explain that to people? Because it's sure. not in my notes, but it is funny. So he's afraid of flying. And if you're a sports commentator, travel's a pretty big part of the gig. <laughs> so instead of flying to all the games, he just took a bus everywhere. It was oh the John God. Madden bus. And that thing must have been ripe, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same year uh, that Oh, wait, I have a quick question. Yep. Is John Madden ever playable in a Madden game? I, did he ever play football? Did he play when he was younger? I thought I could have sworn he did, but like that's not a huge part of his career. That would have been the like only venue in which he was playable, as if it was like a retro team thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's large enough to play. I just don't know if he actually did. Come on now. He's a big come guy. On now. Come on he's, now. He's huge. Come on. He's like 6'5 and come, like big. Come on now. Come on I couldn't on knock now. him over if I tried. Come on now. Russa. Come on now. Uh, anyway. In 1993, they acquired the NFL teams and players. Come on now. And changed the name from John Madden Football to Madden NFL. Um, and during this period, a variety of outside studios uh, handle Madden. Until 1997, when EA contracts... Name that studio, Frush. I know you know this one. Uh, Come on. In 1997? Uh, 1997, they contract. Uh, it's too... Wait, no, it's the, not too uh, is it the studio that's now based yes. in Tiburon? Yes, Tiburon Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know where they're at and you didn't know their name. I don't know what the original name was. I know they're EA Tiburon now. Yeah, Tiburon Entertainment. Is that what um, they're called? Yeah. Oh, they I didn't had, know that. They had like a hammerhead shark for a logo. I didn't know that that's with, what the... with leather football skin. Okay. Again. Ew. I don't know what the order of the episodes are, so that might not make oh, any sense. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 2001 is the first year Madden doesn't appear on the cover. Um, up until that point, it was either him or he shared it with an athlete. Yeah. The, uh, the cover photographer was actually, they were taking the photos on a plane, so there was really no way to do it. <laughs> Madden 2009 is the last year that Madden contributes uh, commentary to the game. Oh, but man. In, in, and I'll end it on this mystery, but it's like a thing that I saw popping up in a few different pieces uh, that I cited above and some other ones too. 
apparently after Madden retired from doing commentary, he's become increasingly involved in the development of the game. Which what? is the best. It's like funny. I, I couldn't find a ton of details about it, but I just choose to believe that every year he <laughs> like just shows up more and more at the office, like eating just like whatever's in the snack room, and, like <laughs> looking over people's shoulder and be like, oh, really? That's uh I'm just picturing like programmers at their computers and behind them you just see like the giant Madden bus roll in. <laughs> they're all like, Oh, we were almost done. <laughs> Not again. He's like Ones and zeros. I mean, I know X's and O's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that is my my stuff. Um, Allegra, do you want to cue the theme song for our next segment? Oh, for reader only memories. Yeah, yeah. No, the other segment. Oh, cue okay. It up. Sorry, I wasn't sure which segment we were doing. Allegra, do you have the file? The file for the, the theme music? song. I mean, you're gonna put the the beat under it. Yeah, I'm gonna put the beat on it. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll send you the file now. Okay. Okay, you're loading it up, right? I'm loading it up. Okay. Play the file now. Okay. This one's this one's kind of a weird one that you sent me. Reader. Only memories. Reader only memories. Saturday night. Adam Don Bardo. Musical guests. <laughs> this one is from at infinity agent <laughs> this, I, sh- I should have saved this one for last you know i'm gonna come back to it come back this'll, to it this will give people uh, something to look forward to um this is from water at water bananas i don't play madden a lot but when i do i always run the ball on the first play and score a touchdown which my brothers are always shocked about and then proceed to be offsides the rest of the game especially when they're kicking the extra point i love stuff like dumb madden strategy uh i am the person who always throws the hail mary on the first play <laughs> and usually gets intercepted in modern madden because it doesn't work as well uh this is from at the uh alusi madden 94 is the first and most enduring memory i have of gaming with my father i was eight and he was able to beat me pretty easily that didn't last long and i didn't stick with the series much longer but i'll always be set be special for that little bubble of time. Aww. I feel like, and I don't know if this is going to come up later, but I feel like the um, there were very few Madden games where you could mess with the ref, mm. like tackle the ref. Yeah, well, like, was it 94 or 95 where uh, when a player got injured, a ambulance drove out onto oh, the field? Oh, yeah. And hit right, people. and it would like roll, other, roll over other people. Yeah, it was oh. great. Um, this is from at Wienerberg underscore. Good name. Wienerberg was taken. I like that Wienerberg was taken and they went with underscore. Um, Madden was huge in my school. In seventh grade, my friend beat me like 45 to seven. He was Packers. I was the Vikings. They live in Wisconsin, naturally. So I practiced all summer in the first week of the new year. I beat him 56 to zero and it felt Great. What yeah, a you really, great Madden stories I've got. Yeah, if you, if you like, know Madden, I, I don't know, again, how, how true this is still, but, like, in that early era, or even into the 2000s, like, if you knew the three plays that worked, there was nothing that could be done. Like, you just yeah. had no recourse. Okay, are you ready for my favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From at Infinity Agent. <clears throat> One second, I'm going to take a sip of water. Uh. So much buildup. 
John Madden lives in my hometown. <gasps> and the only thing I knew about him as a kid was that his house was the house to go trick-or-treating. Hell yes, of full course. bars. <laughs> when I played a Madden game, when I played a Madden game for the first time, it blew my young mind that the content wasn't Halloween related. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Mm. Man, uh, yeah, the, that, man? that candy sitch must be primo. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope. I'm amazed that he made it there because you figure, you know, scheduling that bus October. It's October, you're right in the middle of the football season, and here you are having to drive from one game to, the, to your house to yeah. give out the real good candy, mm-hmm. and then back to another game. Yeah. But at least they always had uniforms for costumes what? to wear. What are you talking he always, about? He could just steal the uniforms from the games and then oh, wear that as a costume. Like, hey, I'm a football player now, I'm not a coach. Okay, let's end the end the episode. <laughs> uh, thank you, Chris Plant. That was lovely. Thank as you. As usual. Uh, thank you to everyone at home uh, for listening to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Uh, as always, uh, review us and follow us on Twitter. You know that info. I don't need to say it again, but if you haven't, do it. Uh, anyway, we will be back next week for more History of Fun. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.